Now, the following story is canon. Well, sort of. I'm gonna tell you the story and it'll make everything more clear at the end. During the Clone Wars on Rey, known as the Planet of Eternal Light, the arrival of a mysterious figure the populace has ever laid their eyes on, but simply referred to as the Dark Lord, has made the already hard life that Bray offers its people into something far worse. A living nightmare of constant fear and trepidation. After having desecrated their citadel of light, a sacred beacon for the Brayans and leaving it shrouded in darkness, this dark lord plagues their village, causing all their technology to stop functioning and the villagers convinced they are cursed. And so, the Jedi have sent Obi-Wan Kenobi and another Jedi named Adigalia to investigate. When they arrive in the village, they are immediately attacked by one of the Dark Lord's creatures of the night, a flying, grotesque humanoid creature that looks like a mixture of a Minoc and a bat. Obi-Wan's clone troopers open fire on it, but it simply eats the blaster bolts, then slashes one of the troopers across the chest, penetrating his armor, but leaving him alive. Before it can do any more damage, Adi uses the force to propel it away and it retreats back to the citadel. The two Jedi hurry to their shuttle to follow, with Obi-Wan stating that he has a nasty suspicion about the identity of this Dark Lord. But before he has a chance to elaborate, the power in the shuttle begins cutting in and out. So they go to find the cause of the power disruption, when they see the clone trooper who was attacked earlier, now in the middle of absorbing the energy of a power core. He turns to look at his Jedi generals, no longer human. Instead, he has been turned into one of these creatures of the night. The scratch he received has infected him. Before he gets a chance to infect Obi-Wan, another clone trooper stuns him with a blaster shot in the back. The Jedi then head to the Dark Lord's lair. Obi-Wan is convinced he knows who they will find within walls, Count Dooku. And indeed, that is who stands there waiting for him. But when they confront the Count, the Sith Lord explains he is merely a guest. It's not him who's the Dark Lord. Then enters a much larger and broader version of the humanoid bat-like creatures, Ravna, Lord of Darkness. The two Jedi spring into action and whirl their lightsabers, but then, like with the blaster bolts before, Ravna simply absorbs Obi-Wan's blade into his huge fanged mouth and slams the Jedi to the door. Adi swings her blade to strike the Dark Lord from behind, but before she can do anything, is overwhelmed by Force Lightning from Dooku. Seeing Dooku's display of power, Ravna wonders if perhaps he should feast on the Sith Lord too. Dooku reminds him about their agreement to help destroy the Jedi. In exchange, the Sith will allow Ravna to swarm free. Obi-Wan pleads with Dooku that millions will die if he goes through with this, whereas Dooku is amused by Obi-Wan and he tells him, it will be millions of clones. All it will take is for just one infected trooper to be dropped off behind enemy lines, and the infection would spread like wildfire, draining the Republic's defenses of power within hours and uniting the galaxy by ending the Clone Wars with just one scratch. Then in classic villainy behavior, Ravna adds that the galaxy will be united under him, not the Sith, and slashes Dooku. The infection spreads immediately within the Sith Lord and he rises as one of Ravna's creatures. The Lord of Darkness commands Dooku to recruit the Jedi generals and tells him that the Jedi and the Sith will now fully be united in his service. Dooku goes to carry out his new master's commands, while Ravna's other creatures are holding the two of them down. But when Obi-Wan begins to mock Dooku, calling him a puppet and a pathetic weak-minded fool, easily controlled, the attack on his ego works, and the Count is able to momentarily hold off Ravna's control over him. Answering Obi-Wan's insults with, How many times must I tell you, Kenobi? Do not underestimate the power of the dark side. He swings around at Ravna and unleashes a storm of force lightning at him and his creatures. It doesn't hurt them, but they are incapacitated as they absorb the massive amounts of energy. Dooku can't fight off Ravna's mind control forever, and tells Obi-Wan to hurry, but bury them while they feed on his lightning. 
Obi-Wan, seeing that the Citadel is old and already partially collapsing, decides to give it a helping hand. So, both he and Adi use the Force to tear the Foundations apart. The whole building collapses, entombing Ravna forever, and with that, his malignant influence is broken. The clone trooper returns to normal, his slaves, the other creatures, and Dooku are free. Obi-Wan and Adi return to the war. Now over time, the Dark Lord becomes nothing more than a boogeyman, a name to scare children with. And that was how the story ends. Now, I, like I said in the beginning of the video, the story is canon, but um, maybe not. You see a group of rebels crash landed on Mustafar and invaded Vader's castle. While there, to distract each other from the constant dangers around them, they would tell each other stories. So this is one of those stories, with Dooku becoming a vampire of some sort. But is it a true story? Did it actually happen? If it did, what do you think of Dooku's plan to infect the clones with essentially a vampire virus? Now, instead of draining blood, they drained energy, so they could essentially just eat lightsabers and get more powerful. I'm gonna make a follow-up video on the rebels that crash-landed on Mustafar and what happened to them when Vader found them, so be sure to be on the lookout for that one. Before I end this, what I enjoyed about this Dooku story is how it played as a tribute to the late, great Sir Christopher Lee, who portrayed the Count. Now, younger viewers might not know him just from the prequels and as Saruman the White from The Lord of the Rings, but before that, he was mainly famous for playing a different Count, Dracula. In fact, he played the vampire in several movies through the 60s and 70s. He would usually square off in these films against Peter Cushing, who would go on to play Grand Moff Tarkin. I just thought it was a cool, neat tribute that they did. Have a great day, everyone. Hit like on this video if you enjoyed it, and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always. Now, fulfill your destiny.